Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents. I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself. And I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Hello, Erin. How are you? Pretty good. I'm taking a Facebook break. I saw. The first day was very hard (laughs) and I wanted my Facebook page back and I was convinced that it was going to be gone forever. The second day got easier and now I sort of don't want to go back at all. Oh, wow. I mean, I have zero stress and it's so nice. So It's so different, Instagram versus Facebook. It is. It's a different feel, a different energy. People seem to be more supportive on Instagram. People aren't wasting their time. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are the the people out there who just like to troll. That, that's We'll never get away from that. But I feel like with Facebook, I feel like it's a great idea, like having groups where you can be in this groups and with like-minded people. But these groups quickly turn into... Um, I can't think of the word for it, but echo chambers, that's what it is, where everyone is just basically repeating the same thing to each other and they aren't challenging each other anymore. And also there's this thing that I see people doing, and I don't know if it's something that people have always done and they probably have, but there are people who you're not allowed to question and they can do no wrong. And if you have, if you dare to question them, then the mob descends on you. Cause like, how dare you? And people will shame you into complying with what they want. And I've seen this over the years. It's not something that's new with Facebook. It just feels like it's really amped up to a level that it's just intolerable where I'm seeing, you know, I saw Dr. Judy Morgan up Morgan um, apologizing to her community for interviewing a dog trainer. They didn't like him because he uses training collars in his training. And that's not even what he was discussing. Yeah, he was discussing nutrition and the role of nutrition in dog training. And what I don't understand is, look, my dog trainer is a balanced dog trainer. He uses training collars. He trains with training collars. I don't want to use a training collar. So we don't train with a training collar. It doesn't make any of his experience or knowledge less than it's he's very smart. I trust him. And what he says to me is that I am not a good fit for a training collar simply because I'm so nervous about using them that I will use it wrong, that I need to be a person that's comfortable and recognizes that this is just a tool and wants to learn how to use it properly. That way he would trust me that I would use it properly. He was like, but right now he's like, I just wouldn't trust you to be able to use it properly because you're so hesitant with it. And that's fair. I don't want to use one with my dogs, but I don't judge others for their choice. I just have, I don't have enough 
bandwidth to take on, you know, someone else's private business. It just has nothing to do with me, but it's just, it's gotten to be so much that it triggered my depression. Like you wouldn't believe. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I shut on Sunday, I think it was, I just shut it down. And it was just sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I didn't, I don't want to shut it down completely because I have like over 12 years of memories on this page and I know that I can download it all. And I have actually downloaded it in the past. But, you know, I think that, you know, I won't give up on Facebook completely. But for right now, I'm really, really enjoying a break. And like TikTok is, again, there's trolls on TikTok. But in my experience, it's 99.9% positive. I think the, the most negative thing I've had happen on TikTok was a vet tech said that she would never feed her dog raw and she loves hills. And it's just like, okay. And I'm saying, oh, another pro, someone did a TikTok about me, but I just blocked him and he ended up taking it down because he got a lot of flack for it. It was a dog trainer who didn't like that I was reviewing that spot on collar. But that's, that's pretty much it, you know. But whereas Facebook, it's like people incessantly just hound you and hound you and hound you. And I sometimes want to ask people, when you're telling me, when you're saying all these nasty things to me and attacking my character, do you, how do you see this ending? Do you see this ending with me changing my mind and accepting your stance on things? Or are you just trying to see how far you can push me until I block you? It's like, I just, I don't know what's going on, but I'm hearing about this from so many people. So many people have reached out, people who I started, when I started my blog, and everything. And they started their business in the pet industry who are no longer on Facebook. They've moved over to different platforms or they hire someone who just manages their Facebook page, but they don't spend any time on Facebook anymore because of how toxic it's become. It's unfortunate too, because it's such a complete um, platform because we have our groups, we have pages, we have our personal profiles, we have videos, we have so many things. It's literally one-stop shopping. But unfortunately... I don't know. It's people just can't get along. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I feel like it's indicative of just kind of what's going on in our country in general. Yeah. You know, like everything is so polarizing right now. So, of course, it plays out in every facet of society, right. including dogs. And yeah. uh, I feel fortunate that I haven't had a ton of those experiences, but I feel like with anything, whether it's, you know, your mental health with social media, like no matter what it is, it's like having boundaries and taking care of yourself first is always the most important thing. And there have been times when I have shut off social media. For me, it was when I was going through breast cancer and I didn't really want to share about it publicly, but it was like all that was on my mind. <laughs> and, you know, a, a girlfriend of mine is going through it right now. And she had to make an announcement of to people about like what her boundaries are, because even though I know people come from a good place, they, mm -hmm. she was feeling harassed is probably too strong a word, but like, but it does feel that way, even though, you know, when that you're going like, through it, yeah, yeah. You that know might that not be the intent. It does feel harassed. It feels harassing me because I have anxiety and depression. And so I'm, I'm slowly coming out of it now. And I've had so many people reach out to me, send me funny memes, funny videos. A girlfriend of mine was so kind. She posted something about how, 
you know, what, what if someone was making enchiladas and they got the, you know, like the jalapeno juice on their fingers and then they touch their nose and now their nose burns, what should they do? And I was like, well, milk, you need to put milk all on your nose. And I was like, and you have to do a video of it and share it on Facebook. And you need to tag me because I need to make sure you did it right. And she actually did that. And I saw it this morning and I was laughing so hard and I love her so much for doing that. Shout out to Danielle. My friends are so important to me and have been so amazing. But there have been messages that I got. And and I don't get angry because I know that they come from a great place of, you just got to get over it. You just got, you don't want to let them see you hurt. And you want to just, you need to start blocking people more often and you need to do this. And I'm just sort of like, when I'm in like this dark place, it's like the only thing I want to hear is, do you want some ice cream? Right. Would you like more ice cream? <laughs> but I I appreciate it. The um, people with their humor with it. So that's what really helped me a lot. But I can I can understand where your friend is coming from. It's harass does feel like a strong word, but in the moment, it so very much feels like like you know, when you're so emotionally distraught. Yeah, like any kind of like extra like input is just like overload. You know. Yeah. Well, it's like the whole where you make the mistake of saying, oh my gosh, I woke up with a cold and you get 50 comments with 50 home remedies of what you need to do. And in my case, I also get direct messages and text messages and, you know, I hear you're sick. Well, and it's just like, and again, I told, I used to tell people, if I don't ask you, don't tell me, I don't like unsolicited advice. And I gave up on that. Like there's no, don't put yourself out there if you don't want unsolicited advice. Everyone loves to give advice. It's, it makes people feel important and like they're helping. But I do think it's hilarious. Um, I finished my book and I have a section in my book where it says, I think I do mention, you know, like if you're in a raw feeding group and you ask for, like, I think is like, how do you find good brands? It's like, you need to just ask other raw feeders. But keep in mind that when you ask this question, you're going to get like 50 responses with all different types of brands. So it's just, but yeah, I finished it. Congrats. Thank you. I'm so excited. I it. Um, to, it's going to be on Kindle and I'll have paperback and I'm trying to decide if I want to do a hardback or not. I might, I might not, but yeah, it's, it's done. I will add it to my collection. I have your other ones. <laughs> I'm really excited. So I'm sure that's a good feeling. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So tell me about Nino. How? What's the diff deal with the thyroid, and what are you guys doing next? So, oh my goodness, this has been like quite a drama over the past week. We just got the results today. I didn't have any idea it was going to take that long, and neither did my vet. And I feel like she was. I kept saying, "Did you get any hear anything yet? Did you hear anything yet?" And then she was like, probably like harassing these poor people at this lab in like Michigan or something. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure they're all very happy to send her along. <laughs> so I have the results here in front of me because I wanted to be able to speak intelligently about like how his results compare to the normal range. So it measures the T3 and the T4 thyroid hormones. Uh, the T4 range of the normal range is from 9 to 52. His was 0. 0.0. Wow. The T3 normal range is 0. 0.8 to 2.1. And his was 0. 0.4. And then the free T4, the normal range is 9 to 39. And his was 2. So all of his stuff was extremely, extremely low. And uh, now we had a suspicion that that was the case. So about 10 days ago, when we had gone to the vet, we had started him on a low dose of thyroid medication. Mm -hmm. And so we have already noticed like him being more energetic uh, in the mornings, on his walks. Like today, he was like back to kind of dragging me around the neighborhood, which I was just happy to see. I'm happy to see. I'm not even going to like complain about loose leash walking. Like I'm happy to see it because he's been kind of lagging behind these last couple months. And and again, we thought it was like an arthritis thing, but I think it's all this time it's been this energy, you know, low thyroid thing. Now, my vet is somebody who... I guess, you know what, we should, we need to have somebody come on to talk to us about Plechner syndrome one day. Because my vet, like, I feel like it's something vets either believe in or they don't. And my vet does believe in this Plechner syndrome, which is like, instead of just looking at thyroid, it's like looking at all of the hormones in the endocrine system and, and how, like, this pattern of how they all get off. So she is looking at doing just some additional support, probably with, like, the standard process brand of products, mm -hmm. like doing some extra glandulars, or um, I think they have kind of like a whole body support thing. But she wants us to, she has now increased, now that we have the results, she has increased his dose of thyroid medication. So she wants to see how he does on that. She wants us to make sure we're weighing him because, you know, his weight had gone way up and she thinks the weight's just going to fall right off him. I could already tell tonight he ate his dinner I don't know if I've told you this before, but Nino is kind of scared of the kitchen floor. And, uh, so we actually, um, a couple months ago, had gotten like a runner rug through our kitchen. But so he doesn't like to go in the kitchen a whole lot. And he actually went back in the kitchen to like lick his bowl when he was done, which he like never does. <laughs> and I have cut his food down these last couple months. And I was like, oh, now it's like his metabolism's kicking yeah. back in. Like he's still hungry, you know. So this other thing, you know, I've been researching all the things. And of course, um, we had started him on that testosterone support glandular from the Mercola yeah. that we talked about last week. Well, I actually found there is a vet who does something called dogtosterone, oh. which is basically testosterone injections for dogs. And that it has actually been shown in studies to help with like arthritis and joint pain and mobility issues, oh, nice. particularly in dogs that have been spayed and neutered. And when I was looking at the list of veterinarians who are approved to do this, there's not a ton of them yet, 
but Dr. Karen Becker and Dr. Barbara Royal are on the list. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, these are the kind of people who are looking at this stuff. So that yeah. is good to me. So I had sent the information to my vet and she's now checking it out because I think you have to do like a class or do something to like get certified. And I think she's trying to figure out if it makes sense for her to do that. Mm-hmm. But she was really excited to see this and to see this connection between testosterone, the body, you know, their bodies lacking it and having these joint and mobility issues. And it's just sort of reinforcing what we've kind of even been learning here on the podcast yeah. these last few that weeks. So great. Yeah. That is so great. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> well, are you going to like do anything with your dog's diet? Like any changes there? Um, probably not right now. I'm mostly just keeping an eye on his weight. And of course we've been like rotating different joint supplements in. And if we add something in, it'll probably be like the standard process, whole body support thing. So those are like the big things that we're looking at right now. Yeah. But I'm, I'm starting to worry just a little because I already am starting to see him get hungrier. I want to make sure we're balancing like what's, a good amount for him to eat versus, you know, like I don't want to starve him, but yeah. you know, we got to get some of this weight off him. And, yeah. and I had cut his food back that now I'm like, I don't, do I go back to his normal amount or. I know with Scout, when he was on prednisone and he yes. wanted to eat everything, I was actually had a memory of this last night because I was making myself a salad and it was romaine. And I dropped one of the things of lettuce on the ground and, and didn't immediately, I just sort of looked around and I was like, oh, because I was looking for Scout, because Scout would have come into the kitchen and devoured it, taken it in the other room. And so I was like, yeah, I'm eating this lettuce. Because and that's what I gave him because I didn't want him gaining weight. So I I bought so many things of romaine lettuce and I would just rip off a leaf and give it to him. And he he would eat them. And we we thought it was just so funny and cute. But it's yeah, it's it's a hard balance because I'm dealing with that with Zoe. I mean she doesn't have a thyroid condition, but she needs to lose weight. And she's, you know, she's getting older. So we're going for a walk every day. And today she wasn't really into the walk today. And she's, she doesn't really like, she doesn't mind walking on leash, but she really loves walking off leash. And so I need to take her to a place where she can do that because she won't run away from me and she won't approach other people. So I know that I can trust her just to stay with me and walk around but with the springtime and more people being on the Centennial Trail, I can't walk her off leash because there's just too many cyclists and, and other people on the trail right now. Right. But yeah, it's, it's kind of hard because it's like, you know, are you, it's, there's three things. It's like, are you just hungry because you like to eat? I don't want to starve you if you are hungry, but I also don't want to starve you to a point where you're not getting all the nutrients you need on a daily basis. I worry about that too. And, and I know that, you know, there's no perfect way to do these things. Well, there probably is. It's probably good to do calories and, and figure all of that out. I just don't want to. <laughs> so I just try to be smart about what she's eating because I also give her treats and stuff. And so I'm really careful about the treats that I give her. And, and if I'm training on that day, then it just means that I'm going to reduce the amount and pray that I remember to do that because I tend to get into where I get into this single mode where I'm not really thinking, I'm just going by habit. And before you know it, I've fed everyone. Like I was, Oh, I was going to add eggs and I forgot to add eggs and I've already fed, put 
finish the meals. I don't right. want to readjust everything for an egg. And I don't want to put an egg in there because I know that I won't remember the next day to decrease anything. So it's just, <laughs> well, I guess you guys will get eggs tomorrow. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Tim and I were talking about, would, should we do the thing where you're like adding some green beans or something if he starts getting hungry? But Nina is very funny because he's like pickier than like pretty much any other dog that we've had, especially about any kind of like vegetables. So I think we have some green beans in the fridge for us. We're see. <laughs> he would even eat them because he's very like sometimes like Penny. I mean, Penny would eat like pretty much anything except like raw, raw spinach, I think. I don't blame her. Well. And like she went nuts for carrots. Like, and so anytime oh. we'd be like chopping up carrots, we, Nino, sometimes he'll like take it and he'll just like <laughs> grab it like between his lips and then like take it in the other room and then be like, no thanks and just leave it, you know? And he's very, <laughs> I love it when dogs funny. do that. And it's like, and then sometimes he'll eat them. And it's like, there was literally no rhyme or reason to like whether he would eat them or not. Same with like blueberries, you know, yeah. like frozen blueberries. Sometimes he would be like, yeah. And then it would like get all gross and leave like stains all over the floor if he spit them out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's very funny with that stuff. No, he's funny. She loves her green beans. That's, that's a no brainer. But for a lot of other things, health wise, uh, she's not interested in it unless someone else is interested. Yeah. Don't eat it and she'll just drop it. And it's funny because she'll just drop it, but she'll still be looking at me like, I'm still waiting. Yes. My treat. That wasn't it, but I'm waiting for my treat. And the other dogs will start taking her stuff. And eventually she'll just be like, okay, I guess this is what we're eating. So, I'll yeah. Take it. yeah. So. Oh, I learned something else kind of interesting the other week uh, that I wanted to mention from the Inside Scoop group. They were interviewing Dr. Steve Marsden, who is going to be at the Healthy Dog Expo in Albany. And of course, my veterinarian loves Dr. Marsden. And he just mentioned something that I'm like totally been nerding out about and can't wait to see. And he was saying that, you know, you often hear veterinarians say things like, oh, we don't know whether feeding fresh food is better health wise. You know, if there's a dog that has cancer, we don't know whether a diet makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And apparently they're doing a study about that. Oh, wow. Uh, Dr. Aaron Bannock, who is, we always talk about Dr. Kendra Pope being one of like four integrative oncology veterinarians. Dr. Mm -hmm. Aaron Bannock is another one. Uh, and Dr. Marsden is working with her and they have the study that's been going on for a couple of years looking at just that, looking at diet and how dogs going through oh, different treatments respond I to wish that. I would have known because I would have sent them scouts information. Oh, yeah. So he said that it's not right, quite ready to be published yet, but I am very excited to, to find out more about that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be really interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what how people interpret the study. Because one thing I've noticed is um, depending upon what side you, you're on, you'll see different things. So, I mean, because it's whenever I see someone say, oh, they're cherry picking and it's like, but aren't you too? Because you're just pointing to all of one portion and you're not considering. And it's like, it's, it's all very interesting. I, I think at least, I think it's all very fascinating because ultimately I just look at the dogs in front of me and the dogs that, you know, have since passed that, you know, that's proof enough for me, but I can understand why people want more. I mean, 
to me, I think it helps just to get more veterinarians on the side of feeding fresh food. That's sort of like my, my excitement. But when it comes to just having people accept, like people who are new to raw, because I, I every now and then I'll get someone who says, can you send me a list of studies that prove that this is okay? And I kind of want to reply, can you send me a list of studies that tell me that kibble is appropriate? Right. <laughs> I mean, do you ask that when you go to the pet store? <laughs> no, it's like you just take it by fact. And, as, and I, I'll even tell people, it's like, yeah, you can find some information out there. There's not a lot. And, you know, there's, to me, it's like some people will say, oh, there's tons of studies. And I used to say the same thing. There's tons of studies. But I just, I think that the studies that are out there and available, they're all addressing one segment of nutrition. It's not a full story. I think the closest thing we have is long living pets research and he hasn't actually released anything. So, but we'll see someday, someday. So Darwin's. Ah, so Darwin's um, got in trouble with the FDA and Facebook went, went, you know, crazy for a few days. And I had people reaching out to me because they know I feed Darwin's and wanted to know my thoughts. And I had no thoughts. I actually wasn't going to address it at all. I literally don't care what the FDA has to say about Darwin's. And it's funny because it's not that I think that the FDA is, is super shady or that they're liars. I just don't trust anything that they have to say about pet food simply because, you know, like for instance, they're allowing some brands and not just with pet food, but just pet products. Some brands are allowed to call themselves organic when they're not organic or because they have, you know, two organic blueberries in it. I I think that that's misleading and that shouldn't be done. You know, when you hear about, I don't think this, I don't know if this is the FDA or the USDA, but I think it's the FDA where they're talking about, you know, they're, they're not going to make people put um, like country of origin on packages of meat. You know, I don't like the the idea that they are taking away knowledge from us because there's already so many sketchy things just in the human space mm-hmm. of what's allowed that you know that they don't give a damn about our animals. I just I just don't trust their motives and the information that they're working from. I don't see how you can say we have a zero tolerance policy on raw food because it confuses me when people hear about, you know, reports from the FDA. And despite all of Susan Thixton's advocacy and despite the fact that when you read into these articles, there's so much misleading information. So it's like, okay, there was there was a recall you read up, oh, actually there wasn't a recall. It was just a warning. It's just that the person who's writing about this decided to use an image that has recall in it. So it gives people the impression that there was a recall. You start digging deeper. Was Were any dogs or cats harmed? No. Oh, but there were some kittens that got diarrhea. And it's like, yeah, well, you know what? That happens. Are they fine now? Oh yeah, they're fine now. Then it's like, then why is the FDA involved? What is this warning about? And, and, a lot of the feedback I got from people was like, well, they just had too many warnings. They just had too many recalls. And although I totally respect that, and if it weren't Darwin's, if it were some other brand that I didn't have really any connection to, I'd probably be like, eh, maybe I'll just leave them alone. But because I've been feeding Darwin's for close to 10 years and have never had a bad experience with the food, and I have found the company and the owner to be so very transparent I just couldn't bring myself to get riled up. 
But I felt like as a, you know, a person who promotes Darwin's, I should say something. And basically my thought was, hey, I, I feed this food. I don't plan on stopping until I have the full story. I'm not going to say anything. And then I called Darwin's. I called Gary. And basically what was going on is they were rehashing a story from 2022 that had been resolved. And they were also, the FDA didn't approve of the product they were using as a kill step with their food. The FDA said it wasn't approved for pets. It also wasn't not approved for pets. And it's very much used in the human space. And a lot of people were like, well, it's not on the, you know, what is it? Generally. Generally recognized as safe. As safe. Yeah. Recognized as safe. Um, It's not on that list, but the two ingredients in the product are on the list. And it's just so very confusing. And when I spoke to Gary, it was clear that they are trying to toe the line with the FDA and do what they have to do without being railroaded. And there is um, a trade organization, the Gary is a member, I think he's even a leader in that trade organization to help protect raw food brands because the FDA has been coming down hard on them. I, you know, I think that it's important that these all brands are held accountable because, you know, mistakes happen. Um, We had a brand here locally that was shut down because of animal cruelty And so it's important that these things are looked into. However, if I don't see an issue, I'm not going to raise alarm bells. And I was really surprised by how angry some people were, Um, specifically one individual who had never fed Darwin's and had no intention of feeding Darwin's. She like basically lost her ever living mind. And I finally was just like, you know what? We all have to do what's right for our pets. I respect that. You know, let's just agree to disagree. Cause I just, I don't want to fight about pet food. And she took that as, well, it's clear that you want to agree to disagree because you know you're wrong. And it's just sort of like, well, no, I, <laughs> I don't agree with you, <laughs> but that's okay. And that like goes back to like the whole toxicity of Facebook where everyone is fighting and and it's so hard. But the other thing that disappointed me was um, Dr. Connor Brady, he addressed this topic and, you know, got people talking, which is great. However, not once did he reach out to Darwin's and I wish he would have. Darwin's actually reached out to them after I sent the link to the discussion to Gary. And, And so they reached out to them and said, hey, would you like to know our side? and gave them the information. And, and Dr. Brady did come back and say, you know, that was a mistake. I should have, I should have done that. Yeah. I saw that. And I thought that was good that he did that. I thought it was too, because another thing that I see with social media is people have such a hard time admitting a mistake. Like everyone has to be right all the time. And if they get called out or if they feel that someone has a different point of view, that must mean that they're, they're wrong. And it just, it's one of those things where, hey, we're all human. We make mistakes. You know, we think we know and we realize, oh, wow, I don't know. And, you know, we learn from it and move on. So I thought that that was amazing that he did that. But it was just very disappointing that despite doing that and sharing the information, I did an entire article about the, it's a, the, the product is, I can't remember what it's called, but the initials are PAA. 
peroxy acid or something? Yeah, something complicated that I can't do. <laughs> My tongue won't allow me to say that word. Um, but, you know, I, and I, again, I just, I don't have an issue with, with their food, but I understand why other people would have an issue with the food. And, you know, I remember a time, and this is sort of, I feel like, you know, the old person, like in the olden days, there is a time when we, within the fresh food community, really supported each other. And if someone made a mistake, we made sure to get the information and and see what was going on so that we were sharing the information. But it feels today as if people are just waiting for someone to make a mistake. And um, I had a lot of discussions with people who were terrified to feed Darwin's and they had just started. So they were terrified to feed Darwin's because of this, not understanding what was going on. And then people who were in my boat where it's like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. So I'm not going to worry about, you know, feeding um, whether or not I'm going to feed Darwin's or not. It's, it's fine. My dogs are fine. I feel like this is the problem when you just read a headline, like a clickbaity headline Mm -hmm. and you don't like actually read all of the information And then sometimes like this will happen with my husband and I, like he might send me something and be like, do I need to be upset about this? (laughs) I do that with my friend when it comes to politics, because it's like, I just can't, I'm exhausted. I can't, you break this down for me. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that sometimes when people do look at the whole big picture, the whole article, it's like, I don't know. Um, But this person's getting upset about it. So clearly, it, and the pictures yeah. were recall. So clearly, yes, exactly. something I get, get upset about. And, it, you know, I don't know. I've just, like, <laughs> I just think it's so funny, right? Like, I would never in a million years, it would just, like, never occur to me to, like, go on social media and be like, I'm never going to feed my dog this food. Like, yes. I like, it would just, it's, like, just so not even, like, a thought that would ever happen in my head like whatsoever at all I just not feed the food right right like I'd either buy it or not buy it I I have never fed Darwin's but that's because I can't get it locally without having it shipped here if I could get it down the street I'd buy it in a heartbeat well and I think the thing about it is I I think that when people do that they honestly think that they're doing something like this is their 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 advocacy They're letting a brand know that I am not happy with what you're doing. I'm not happy with your brand. And they're hoping other people see in the comments, oh, look at all these people who are unhappy. Maybe we should look twice at the brand. I think that in their mind, they think that they're doing a good thing. The reason why I don't do that is because being on the side of a businesswoman, when I get messages that say, I'm not going to follow you anymore, I don't care. I don't know who you are and you are one person. I'm not here for you. I'm not here for attention or for follows. I'm here because my dog got sick. The veterinarian wasn't helping me. I had to figure this stuff out. And then my thought was, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I wonder if other people are having a hard time too. Let me start writing about what I'm doing. That's all. And it's one of those things where I can go away tomorrow and it will not change my life. And if they leave, if they if someone stops following me, it will not change their life. It will not change my life. So I don't see the point in announcing these type of things. I think 
the the better process or the better better step if someone actually does want to raise awareness is instead of reaching out to people and trying to get them to ra- to you know wave the red flag or leaving you know snarky comments on a brand's you know social media actually start sharing your experience and your story actually start educating yourself because you don't need to go and build a website to do this you can do this with a Facebook page or just with your profile. I've seen plenty of people build a following just because they were sharing um, information that they used. Yeah, you can do it right from your phone and make a video. And, yeah. yeah, and just start talking about it. And I think people, it's funny because, I don't know if you can hear Johan, but whatever yes, he's laughing yes, at, I can. it is not that funny. Oh, right? I, did, I thought something was wrong. I didn't no, know it was a laugh. He's, that's him laughing. And it is not that funny. And it's just, <laughs> it's just like, it's so unnecessary. And if I were near the stairwell, I would holler down to him, knock it off. You know that I'm up here. <laughs> you know, I'm up here recording. I've spoken to you about this, but he's convinced that he, he can't be heard. He doesn't think, he, you know, when I, when I go down here, when we're finished and I tell them, yeah, we heard you the entire time. He'll like, he'll be like, what you did? He'll be completely shocked, but at least he's happy. But yeah, so I think that, you know, I wish more people would take the time to start sharing information. And I know it's scary because when you put yourself out there, you open yourself up to criticism. But I have found that if you stay in your lane and you set clear boundaries, it's not that bad. You know, it only gets that bad when you just basically, you know, I think for me, the past couple of weeks, my father-in-law died. You know, um, I just, I've had so much happen over the past three months. It's not even funny. And I'm just exhausted from it all. So social media break. And and congratulations to you for recognizing that in yourself and doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. You know, Yeah, I had no choice. It was, it was a really hard decision to make because it was just sort of like, it's not that I was, I wasn't, I don't know what I was afraid of. Maybe I was afraid of what it would say about me. Like, you know, because a friend of mine said, if you go away, they win. And I and a couple people said that. And I was like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, you know, um, but I can't see it that way. Because if I if I keep pushing myself, a, a woman that I really respected and admired used to be a leader in the fresh food community. And one day she just got fed up and left and she never came back. <laughs> and I kept thinking, oh, she'll just take a month off or maybe a few months or maybe she's traveling right now. And I just kept waiting. And it's been like five years. She oh, never, wow. Yeah, she never came back. She she said she doesn't want anything to do with the fresh food community anymore. It's too toxic. And it was both the fresh food community and like just social media in general. And she left. She bounced. My husband got off social media three or four years ago. And yeah, he's totally fine about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know what I thought I would miss, but I haven't really missed much. I mean, I'm still, you know, doing stuff on Instagram. I still scroll through my TikTok. I still have my private, my personal Facebook page uh, or profile. But um, as far as my Facebook page is, no, it's fine. I did find out that my stalker um, subscribed to my newsletter. That was fun. So I had to figure out how to block her from my newsletter. God, that woman will not go away. There are some strange 
people yeah. out there. Yeah. I just, I, I want to blame the pandemic, but at this point, I actually just blame Mark Zuckerberg for everything. <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like he is an angel and devil at all at the same time, because again, social media, Facebook is awesome. What a fantastic place. I mean, he, I mean, I don't know if you remember like when you first got on Facebook, like reconnecting with high school friends, yeah, and college friends yeah. and and, you know, you can actually talk to brands. If you have a problem, you can actually just go over to Xfinity and say, hey, I'm having a problem. And they'll actually talk back to you or somebody will. And it was it was fun and, you know, sharing funny things. And oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. And then 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really kind of was a turning point. I mean, that's. I'd say it was probably 2017-ish, 2018, when my husband got off Facebook, you know, because of a lot of that, you know, that stuff. It was just, it was one of those where, to me, it wasn't about the politics. It was just that we as people. The divisiveness. Yeah, we just could not tolerate anyone that had a different opinion. And I mean, I've lost friends, um, friends have lost me. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just super exhausting. I have a girlfriend, she's a psychic. She's awesome. And I used to go and just read comments on her stuff because it would just be like, who are you? And do you have a job? Because I have a job. And although, you know, there are so many things going on on social media that I don't agree with. And I just, you know, I have opinions about, but I so don't have the bandwidth to remember to stop and think out a nasty comment, you know, but I, you know, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. And I think ultimately, I think for some people, they're angry about something and they need to get it out. And gosh, it's got to feel good to just get it out sometimes. So I just, I had a funny experience with my dad recently. I love my dad. I I really do. I I have awesome parents, but, you know, they're also, you know, like anybody you love, there's things about them that drive you nuts, right? So, (laughs) So I have a cousin or she's like my cousin's daughter, second cousin. I don't know what you call that. And she's about 30. And she's lived her whole life up in New York, Rochester, upstate New York. And she recently moved to Baltimore for a job that she got here. And she was asking me about places to live. And so I had given her like a couple areas and I had actually kind of gone and like done a couple drive-bys of places for her. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up that she ended up moving somewhere totally different than any of the places that I had looked at for her. And she's living like in Baltimore city and it's kind of like a very like trendy hip neighborhood. Um, lots of like row homes that have been restored and it's near this big park, like urban park area. But, you know, at the same time, like all, you know, like Baltimore, like four blocks away, there might be something violent happening, you know, (laughs) like it's a city. Right. And so My parents had asked me, oh, where did your cousin end up moving to? And so I told them and and my dad's kind of like, oh, my God, why did you you move there? (laughs) And uh, and I said, well, you know, 
that's what she's doing. You know, she's 30 years old. She got this job that she moved here for. Plus, it sounds like she's going to be like like waitressing or bartending on like weekends. And she's in like an area where she can walk to like a bunch of cool places to, you know, to waitress and stuff. And, uh, and my dad's like, well, I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> and I'm like, well, nobody asked you to. <laughs> And and I just thought it was just like this very funny thing of like example metaphor for like society right now, you know. <laughs> it's like we well, just can't understand why anyone would do what they do, so they must be insane. What is going on? And it's like, well, she's a young person who's you know wants to live in in an urban environment that's like trendy and has lots of other young people and bars and restaurants and cool stuff you can walk to like it makes total sense to yes, me that's what i, was I couldn't live place. there because i can't parallel park to save my life <laughs> i'm a county girl i need a parking lot i need a driveway you know but hey like i get it yeah. you know more power to her like I, just, I don't know I just thought it was like such a great metaphor it is for- so perfect too because I feel a, a girlfriend of mine just had a baby and when she announced that she was pregnant I was so shocked because I was just like oh why I mean that literally was how I felt inside I'm pretty sure it was the look on my face too because I don't have a poker face but I managed what came out of my mouth was oh congratulations and she was like uh-huh and I'm like I tried I try to congratulate you. I was like, I'll hold the baby once. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, I don't really want anything to do with the baby until it can start talking. Then we can have some conversations. But- so I have to give a shout out to Jessica Fisher. And she had Rachel Fusaro on her podcast. And they actually did a whole conversation about dog moms who don't have children. Mm-hmm. And like that they each both shared their experiences, which were both very, very different and also very different from my experience. And, and I just thought it was a really cool topic and a really good uh, conversation, you know, to have about just like, you know, understanding everybody's point of view and not assuming that yeah, they think the same way we do or something about. I know. I think that would be a, I should check that one out. Cause that would be, I find it really fascinating. Just sort of like the idea of, um, cause I know that, Recently, there was a lot, um, there are several articles out about, you know, young people, like the younger generations, they're choosing not to have kids. And, um, oh, that's so selfish. And, you know, we're supposed to all be baby making machines. And, 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 you know, in a perfect world, yeah, I guess so. It's just sort of like, to assume that people aren't having kids just because they want to party for all their lives. I mean, yes, there are some people that may feel that way, but other people, it just didn't happen. Other people, you know, they weren't sure. And, you know, then time ran out, you know, it's just like, there's people who tried and couldn't, you know, I mean, it's it's expensive. I just imagine, I know people who, who had a, a child and they were like, yeah, we didn't want to have an only child, but we know that all we can afford and to have a nice life and give this child a nice life is to have one child is expensive. And I just can't imagine all the things that you have to think about and worry about when, I mean, gosh, the things I have to worry about with my dogs, I could not imagine trying to figure out what school to go to and then staying on top of the homework to make sure they're not being taught something weird because I was watching YouTube videos and now I'm paranoid that the schools are going to be teaching them something. Hor- I mean, 
I am so influenced <laughs> by so many things that I would probably drive the doctor, the pediatrician, the teacher, everyone crazy. And so I just feel like it was a right move for me not to have a kid. Yeah, me me too. I, you know, I thought I was going to be a stepmom, but, uh, you know, the universe had other plans in mind for me. I think I would have been a great stepmom. Uh, but I've been saying since I was 12 years old that I didn't want to have children. And, uh, and honestly, like going through all the health issues and things that I I've gone through, like, I'm so glad I'm not, I don't have, I'm not passing anything on to anybody else. You know what I mean? There's that. And then like going through health issues and still having to take care of a family has got to be so much and so stressful and God, there's just so much to think about. And and yeah. I mean, gosh, I have so much respect for people who do have children and manage to do so and happily. Um, I have a stepson. He is yeah. awesome. His mom is amazing because I just got to be the fun, cool aunt basically <laughs> all his life. There are days when he got on my nerves, but for the most part, he was the best kid anyone could ever ask for. And he was up here this past weekend and we were hanging out. He's just so cool. But um yeah, I, my parenting was, it, he was, that was perfectly what I needed. He would ask me very inappropriate questions that he was <laughs> too afraid to ask his dad and his mom. And he would do so in a public environment, which people would notice. And I would have to answer those questions because I didn't want him getting the answer from the wrong place. And thankfully, this was pre all of this stuff today. So no one called the police <laughs> when they saw, you know, me with this blonde haired blue eyed child having completely inappropriate conversations in Target. Um, <laughs> mostly p- parents would um, feel sorry for me <laughs> and, you know, tell me, oh, you did a good job with that answer. And I'm like, I, like, I feel like I'm going to break him. And they're like, no, they'll be fine. One guy told me, he's like, he probably knows most of these answers. He's just asking you to confirm them. And I was like, what? And they're like, school bus. And I'm like, what? What are they doing on the school bus? Oh, yeah. The school bus is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what, yeah. So, but his mom was like, he, he's an amazing kid. He has a very great parent. So I, My, I, uh, so I have a girlfriend who's the same age I am, which is, you know, a few years, several years into our 40s now. And she has a three-year-old and she had been told that she couldn't have children. So it was quite a shock to her to find <laughs> out that she was having a child while she wasn't getting divorced. So she's essentially a single mom. And, uh, you know, so and he's like such a great kid. But so he's three and he was in this like daycare preschool place. Like it's not official preschool, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's still considered daycare. It's like he just turned three like a couple weeks ago. And he got a call because he was sent to the principal's office because he wasn't taking a nap <laughs> at 1130 in the morning. And she was like, but he's not tired. And, you know, and they're like, he's like singing to himself and disrupting the other people. <laughs> like, he's not getting up and running around. He's staying on his little cot, but he's singing to himself. And they sent him to the principal's office <laughs> for this. And the principal then ignored him 
And he ended up having an accident in his pants, which he had not done since he was potty trained. So very fortunately, I am very glad my friend decided that that was not the place Mm -hmm. for her son to go. So now he's in a different place where they actually take naps at 2 p.m. when children are tired and not 11 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And uh, I I was just lament, you know, just hearing her talk about this. And I'm just so shocked. And the amount of money that you're paying for these things. And I'm like, there is no way. There's just no way that I could have have juggled all of that. I'm sorry, but Mother's Day and Father's Day is just not enough. No. I I really, it's not enough. The tax rebate and stuff, it's not enough. I mean, it's just, I, I, I hear stories like this and I get anxious because yeah. it's just like, what would I do? Like you were, you saying the school before preschool, I was just like, I forgot about that. You have to do that too. And, yeah. and, you know, you hear like in certain cities, people are like the second their kid is born, they're getting on lists for things. And it's just like, what are you talking about? Isn't there just a place down the road that you right. can just drop your kid off at? Isn't there, you know, because when I was growing up, someone on our block right. worked, did, well, didn't work from home, but, you know, they were at home all day. There was I just had grandparents, like my grandparents. Oh, yes. I mean, God, I remember when I was old enough to ride my bike clear across town to go to my grandmother's house. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, yeah. Times are so different now. I know. It's like it just makes me want to call my mom and just go, I'm sorry for the teenagers. I I really am. Like now I know why you're so miserable all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was so cranky. It wasn't always my period. Thank goodness for dogs. I mean, just thank goodness for dogs. I know. There's so many dog moms. Oh, my God. Bella is such a dream. She has destroyed two shoes now. <laughs> she has learned that there is something on the inside that she can rip out and then rip apart. So she's destroyed a pair of my shoes and a pair of Johan's shoes. What's funny is I go to her and I go, Bella, no. And she, she stretches her legs out to touch my feet. And she puts her head down like that. And it's so cute. And I have to stay firm. And I take the shoe away and I give her a toy and we play with the toy. And then I think, okay, we're good. And I'll go back to whatever I was doing. And then I see her walking by with another shoe in her mouth going back. (laughs) She's also learned that you can pull the carpet threads out. Oh, There's a a little area in one room that has a little circular where she was pulling the carpet threads out. (laughs) But she, I mean, she's, but she's such a sweet, clever, smart girl. It's just, oh my gosh. She is not socialized at all. And I need to get on that. And so I've spoken to a friend and we're going to start doing pack walks because she needs, she, I need to get her out. I'm terrified to take her to like Home Depot. I feel like that's too much for her because when she gets nervous, she piddles Mm. and, um, you know, so I, I'm just, I'm going to start with outdoor places. So I think it's not going to be raining all day tomorrow. It's probably not till tomorrow evening. So I plan to take her to this place called Twin Lakes and let her just like, let's check this place out. We're going to see and see how she does. But I got, I got to get her, get her out of the house um, a little bit more. So I'm investigating something for Nino. Okay. Uh, I found out about the dog sport of barn hunt from my friend Tori mystic. And this is where dogs 
go to a barn and they are sniffing out rats that are humanely contained uh, in, in these <laughs> things. So the dogs can smell them, but n- no rats are being harmed. The rats are very well cared for. They're not um, being terrified. They're not in there like, oh my God, he's coming. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're not going to like touch me or anything. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I actually found out that there's a place not too far from us that does that and that we can go and even schedule just like a private time where it's not oh, nice. like a timed, you know, it's not a competition. There's not other people around. And so I, I thought that that might be fun for something for Nino to do just on his own. Yeah. Uh, he's going to hate that he has to be in the car. To get there. <laughs> um, but, you know, I thought, I at least wanted to try it with him once. So yeah. I'm trying to get that scheduled. So Oh, that sounds so much fun. I, I told you I was trying to do scent work with Bella, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that. I haven't done it a whole lot recently, but um, she really loves it. And our grass is now in some areas right at a perfect height mm. to hide the hot dog. So I want it yeah, to get He out loves there. those games. Like we do that kind of stuff with him and he's so good at it and he loves yeah. it. And I've, I've always wanted to do something with him and, you know, extra to give him a chance to, to sniff stuff out. Cause he's yeah. so good at that. Yeah. That is so awesome. Well, we have to talk about green juju. We do have to talk about green juju. Okay. So I did know that they were going to come out with a food because <laughs> I badgered Billy and told him if he was a real friend, he would tell me. Although he told you after our podcast, we had yes. finished recording the podcast because yes. we you were bugging him during the podcast. I know I was exactly. <laughs> I, was. I was just like we were really friends, and then I just thanked him for for telling me, even though I was trying to manipulate him. He thought that was funny, <laughs> but I. But what's funny is that it never occurred to me that they would come out with a food. And I've been asking them for years, do you think you'll come out with a food? And they're like, oh no, we're looking at all types of different things. I think I'm trying to think of the things that we came up with in the last episode. Well, I I thought your guess of base mix was really good. I thought it was too. And so I asked them, can we, can we get a base mix? Can you make a base mix? (laughs) Can 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 you do that? But it makes sense. And I love that they came out with not just like one or two, but they have like a whole line of proteins. Sure, yeah. This is like amazing. And I love it because for me, I would not use their food for my dogs because I don't like little pellets, but I would use them as training treats. So instead of doing a meal, we're going to train and mm. we're going to go through this not this whole bag, but you know, a b- good portion of this. And this is going to be your meal. And I was just thinking about that. Like, I bet you I can go look at the bag, see how much like for a dog, what, how much would I feed them in a meal? And then separate all of that into individual Ziploc bags and use that as training treats instead of their full on meal. And I'm just so excited about that. But yeah, the fact that, you know, if you follow food energetics, then you know, you can just cover the rabbit and the pork. Yeah. Um, beef is neutral. I mean, it's just a really cool thing. I love that there's so much variety. Um, next week is Wild Wednesday at my local pet store. So I'm excited to see if they have it on the shelves. If they do, I will buy a couple bags. I didn't see, but I'm pretty sure it's for dogs and cats. Yeah, I believe so. So if anything, I'll feed it to my cat because. He is on, like, he's only eating one food right now. 
and he really needs, I like to have him branch out to try different things and I need to get him. He, I usually go back and forth between quest and small batch and I've let him just eat quest for way too long. So I need to get him back into small batch and I would love to put green juju in the rotation as well. But it's just crazy. It's kind of cool to see Kelly go from making this veggie mix, uh, this smoothie that she made for herself and then just started giving it to her dog type of thing to this. It is. I'm just so excited. So, yeah, Yeah, it's huge. I'm really excited for them. I know I was thinking it would be great for when we go to the beach or something Mm. and I can, you know, instead of having to lug, you know, two dog coolers worth of food, you know, with us, like those would be much easier. And I also love it for people who are new to fresh feeding and want to try something that, and it kind of looks familiar to Mm -hmm. them, you know, like I I think it's, it's great for that too. And, and just to rotate it, you know, every once in a while, like throw something different in the mix, you know, I, I like that idea. Uh, yeah, I think it's really exciting. So yeah, I I was blown away, blown away that that's what they're doing. And I'm really excited about it. So it'll be, and I'm curious, I'm always curious to know what they'll come up with, because I think Billy and Kelly, their heads coming together, they just come up with the coolest things. And you yes. know, that they're thorough in what they're going to do. It explains why, you know, they were looking more into HPP yes. and changes and and so it's just like, you know, that should have been a clue right there as well. But I really thought it was going to be a base mix. <laughs> I remember thinking with the HPP that it's got to be a food, but then I was so convinced that it wasn't going to be a food. So it was yeah, so <laughs> I know. I always think that, you know, making a food is so hard. You know, it's, you know, you have, there's so many things to think about and it's just, but you know, it's, yeah, they've already done so many other amazing things. Why not do a food? And I think also, I didn't think they were doing a food because I assumed because of Billy's background, it would be fermented. Mm. And I just didn't think that they would come out with a frozen fermented product because I was just, because in my head, again, I thought it would be frozen, not freeze dry. Right, right, right. So um, yeah, they did a good job. They did a good job. I'm excited for them. (laughs) And I also saw uh, Cocoa Therapy came out with these new organ bite treats that I'm very excited to try. Yeah, they sent me some and I love them. Yeah, I have so many of their treats in this house. It's not even funny. I'm, you know, the ladies always send me like a box of treats when they come out first. And I really need to start putting them on social media (laughs) because I just put them there like you can't see them, but they're over there. (laughs) And um, I really need to because they're the I love looking at the um, like the ingredients that they put together and Similar to Kelly and Billy, the owners of Coco Therapy, the sisters, they put a lot of thought into the ingredients that they pull and what they mash together. And there is a rhyme behind their reason. And I love people who put that much thought into their products. And they are so very particular about quality. So I trust every single thing they send to me. And so, yeah, Bella has been enjoying their treats a lot because I mostly use them as training treats and she loves them. So does Zoe, because she's always somehow around when I'm training, (laughs) sitting there because that's what she knows to sit. (laughs) That was about Penny's biggest trait. (laughs) Look at me. And And it was like, only if you caught her on a good day and only if it was on like the carpet, definitely not the kitchen floor, no cold surfaces. No. Yeah, Zoe doesn't mind. I love the fact that if I don't, 
automatically acknowledge her sit, she'll wiggle and then sit like with purpose, like yeah. I'm sitting and it's like, golly, here you go. I'm taking that out of your meal tonight, lady. I I always thought it was funny with when we had our old gal, Lucy and Nino, they're both like, you know, you want my paw? You want, this know, paw? Yes. you want me to lay down? You want me to roll over? And they'll just do like their whole like routine. Whole routine. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> get something now? And then Penny and Kalua were both kind of like, I'll think about sitting. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. <laughs> this time. I know we were I was getting that attitude from Bella where she was just like I could stand here all day long and I'm like little girl so can I it's like because I won't feed you I don't care I don't care what they say about puppies and, and the nutrients you better sit down and then and she was just like we would just sit there and stare at each other this happened for like two weeks where I was just like wow you really not gonna sit down she's like nope I'm standing right here I'll move backwards and I would do the thing where you know you you move something over their head and they'll mm-hmm. just no, she just automatically backed up. I mean, she figured that went out really quickly. And then it stopped. Then she started sitting again. And it was just like, okay. And my friend asked me, why do you make her sit down? And I was just I just want her to be calm when I set the bowl down rather than just jumping into it. And it just sort of helps to slow her down a little bit. And, and it's just because the other dogs, we don't make sit because they're fine. They're adults. Oh, well, we have a rule that they have to wait at the edge of the kitchen while I get their food. Well, now just Nino's food ready. And then when I go and put the bowl down, then they still have to wait. He still has to wait until I tell him he can come eat it. That's so smart. I wish I would have done that with my dogs. That's like pretty much the biggest thing we got going on here. (laughs) You should be proud. (laughs) because <laughs> in my house at mealtime it's chaos well that's what we were trying to, like we, had, we used to have that with i think with lucy kalua it was like we're like no 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 we got to start we got to start and kalua was so like not into learning something new and she would just like be running through the kitchen and i'd be like nope and i would just put the food up on top of the fridge and go i go walk in and watch the tv show or something <laughs> wine and i'm like nope Apollo sits with me when I'm making the meal and I feel like he's giving everyone a play-by-play of what I'm doing (laughs) and it's just like all this noise and so sometimes it's like it get it becomes too much and um I just go okay time out and he'll go I told you this he walks into the bathroom and sits down and he has to stay in there for a few minutes let him out he comes right back and leans against me and looks at everyone and just continues with the play-by-play so I've just accepted that that's what he, I don't know what he's really doing, but that's what I think he's doing. I like that story. <laughs> and then I send him off to his bowl because I'll just go to your dish and then he'll like, is it time? And then he'll do a big final bark to sort of like, I guess, let everyone know it's meal time. And then he runs to his dish and then he waits there until it's his turn until because I, I have four dogs, so it takes a while. But yeah, my dogs are so untrained. It's ridiculous. Well, that was always a funny thing about Penny is when I would tell her like, okay, you can go now. A lot of times she would bark like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can. <laughs> we used to have a lot of fun uh, making up what she was saying to me when she would bark. Because <laughs> she didn't bark a ton. It was, but you know, like when I tell her to go eat, I get this really sharp bark. <laughs> oh, yeah. What we we have barking. All of our dogs bark. Zoe is the worst because she barks as she walks, 
And so every step requires a bark sometimes. <laughs> and it's just like, and she's letting us know someone's at the house. And it's like, yes, we know they're here. They've come inside now and you're still telling us that they're here. We need you to stop, please. And so, but she's, yeah, she's so hilarious. Nina was so quiet. Yeah, the other ones are, they bark, but they're just not, Zoe's the one that's just like, oh my God, Zoe. And then she's like, okay, just letting you know. A, a leaf blew by. <laughs> yeah, Penny was like a little more the one that would bark if somebody came up to the house, you know, the delivery people or something. And Nino, like, he'll sit there and watch him and you can see him and he's like kind of shaking and shaking like, they're coming, they're coming up to the door. <laughs> and then when they get right there, he like runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and and he has to grab his ball and make sure that his ball is safe and that they're not coming to take his ball. Oh my gosh. It's very funny, but he's very quiet. It's so it's still so weird just how quiet it is. I think Bella upset someone yesterday when we were walking. Um, because I'm walking them and we came across a guy that was walking his dog. And so I had hot dogs. And so while the guy we get off the trail and I'm giving everyone hot dogs, so it's like focus on me. Look at these nice smelly hot dogs. And, and they did pretty good. They weren't perfect, but they did pretty good. But then there was a guy riding like the elliptical bike and he goes by and I see him slowing down. And so I'm trying not to make eye contact. And I'm like, please don't stop. Please don't stop. Please don't stop. And then he stops. And I just go, I'm sorry. I can't hear. He's talking. It's like, I can't hear you. Cause I had earbuds in my arms or my hands are filled with leashes. So I was like not pulling an earbud out because I knew I would drop it on. The- I just was like, you got to go. It's like, we got past the dog and the jogger. We can't, I can't with you. Come on. You got to keep going. Then he says something else. I don't know what he said, but Bella didn't like it. And she stepped <laughs> up to him. And it was so funny because she had the deepest growl. And I was just like, look at you, puppy. Oh that God. was rude. And, but he did keep going. I have no idea what he was saying. I, I think he was, I think he was worried that like my, my dogs would come after him, but I, you know, I had them under control. And maybe he might have said, I usually get things like, you know, who's walking who there and, oh, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So hearty, har, har. So I'm sure he probably threw some zingers at me. And, but unfortunately, it's like I was, I had a bag of hot dogs, three leashes, three very curious dogs and earbuds that were barely staying in my ear. And I was just like, you, sir, are too much for me right now. <laughs> and thankfully, he just continued on his lovely ride. But yeah, I didn't know my little puppy could growl that way. It's like, Look at hey, I feel safe. Not really. <laughs> Because she also piddles when someone tries to pet her. (laughs) (laughs) That's still a deterrent. (laughs) Well, it was wonderful chatting with you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time.